Here we go. Welcome to the motherfucking TTTX podcast. We got Jay Villain here tonight, baby. That's right. I'm telling y'all need to be going out and getting this new album. Tell them about it, man. Tell them about this new shit they need to be going out and getting the day it drops. That's the the ugly motherfucking duckling dropping April 2nd. You can pick it up over at jvillain.com. We got it there. Or any show you see me at, I'll have it. But yeah, it's dropping April 2nd. That's right, man. He's been out there working hard, man. Working in that new shit. Fucking, dude, I, I'm only starting to begin to understand the grind of this shit. Um, because, I mean, I just recorded my first song. I'm about to record my second one. Um, and I'm just starting to see, you know, all the money and all the effort and time and all the stuff that goes into one, making a beat and then two, you know, mastering that shit. So I can only imagine, you know, you've been doing this a while. So, uh, when you first got in, was it like, were you nervous when you recorded your first song where you're like, man, I, I haven't done this shit before. I haven't stepped in the studio before. How, how was that for you? There's two, well, there's kind of two different first times. There's the first time where you record a song. We were using a sound recorder on the computer for like 30 seconds or whatever. It was a way to manipulate it to it. It was like two minutes long. So we were using that for a while. So when I first made a song that way, I mean, yeah, it was nervous, you know, because your homies, you're going to play it for them. They're going to crack Joe, so they're going to be down with, you know, that type of shit. Uh, you know, didn't want to make a, a pointless song, you know, or something that's completely stupid, which probably ended up sounding that way since it was the first song. But uh, my experience in a first, like, studio, like actual, you know, going to a uh, establishment that's there, you know, recording and all that shit, that was hella nervous because then you got this guy who's recording you, he's, you know, recording, recorded many of other artists, so you know he knows what's up. <laughs> you know, him looking at you like, you better bring some shit, man, because, you know, $50 an hour, we ain't wasting no time up in this mug. Yeah, I got so, it. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely nervous uh, the first couple times I recorded, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've definitely been feeling that. Uh, it's funny because I'll, I'll write something down, and then I have what I wrote down, I may only use a sentence out of that whole thing, and then the rest off the top of my head. Like, I'll change it up as I go. And oh, I know. What'd you say? You like do like a freestyle kind of setup when you go in there? Yeah, what I do is I kind of do like freestyle off the top of my head and write it down. And then go over oh, it in okay. my head about, all right, what doesn't rhyme or what doesn't sound quite right. And then my producer takes to another level because he'll be like, okay, we're cutting this part out. We're leaving this part in. Okay. He was like, okay, this is your hook. I'm like, I know what a hook is, but I didn't have any hook set up in my head about what was going to be my hook. It's like, that's what you're, that's your hook right there. I'm uh, like, oh yeah, all right, bet. Because I remember Jay talking about, you know, well, man, we'd be in the studio and we have to figure out what top hat we wanted and what bass we wanted. And I ain't got to do that shit. I just told him, dude, like, dude, these are the kinds of noises I want. And he just comes out with it. And it, Hell yeah. he's like, do you want something else on this area or this area? So for the, the current track I'm working on, um, it's going to, I mean, I still, I got to pay back and shit. So I, I don't know what's going to cost me in the end, to be honest, but I'm, I'm ready to fork out the dough. Um, and then uh, I want to do a track for you too. But um, I think one of the first tracks I'm doing is going to be about uh, finding, waking up and like real late at night 
going down to the garage to get something out the garage. And I hear something rustling in the trunk and I open up, but someone's bound and gagged and beat up and shit in the trunk. And I got to drive this motherfucker to Kentucky and me and Buck got to figure out what the fuck we going to do with the body. Oh, yeah. You talking about Buckshot, right? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to Buckshot. He's dope as fuck. Hell yeah. What up, Ninja? Um, I'm part of that now, but uh, AJ wanted to say what up to you. You wanted to see how you was doing. Hadn't talked to you in a while. Who was it again? I'm sorry. AJ from What Up, Ninja. Oh, tell him I said what up, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute since I heard from him. He said he's hosted uh, several shows that you've been on, so... I have yet to yeah. be blessed to be on the stage with your presence, but he has. And uh, do you feel that? Uh, do you feel a good connection with uh, with the different hosts that have hosted you? Have you ever had like a show where you're like, "Man, I'm just not feeling that host in this city or whatever." Um, not really. Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, let me see here and take an actual. Uh, there was a one time where we came out to. Let me think of the name of the club. Even though I probably shouldn't because it'd be kind of obvious. But way back in the day when we first joined, uh, I believe it was Stray Dogs. Okay. Now, Stray Dogs, if you remember the history, uh, Killa, when he, before he signed uh, me to Native World, we had 614 villains and they were rocking on Stray Dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute so like for a, me, but yeah. Yeah, it was like a test run. Well, Stray Dogs never like was an actual label thing that Killa put out, I, I wouldn't say. It was kind of like a test run. You know, you're in the click, but let's see how it goes type thing before we jump you up in the world. That's how I would make out of it. Villains was kind of the only group on it. There was a couple artists that was said to be on it, but they never released any projects or anything like that. We did a whole fucking uh, The Return album, the music video, and all that shit with it. But when we first went to Detroit, actually Simons, Simons After Dark, when we first went to Simons, there was a couple people that fucking hated us. And it was kind of their show, but they hated us because of the fact that we were on Stray Dogs before them. Oh. So I don't want to drop any names, but it kind of. <laughs> I, I I know what you're saying. I, I'm trying to get you to. I'm trying to get no drama going up in here. Yeah, because it's nothing but love. Yeah, nothing but love. It wasn't like they. We just caught them talking shit. You know what I mean? Like there were a couple of hit motherfuckers. Hey, Lumps, fuck them. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah. But uh, that would be the only time I ever experienced shit like that. Usually, I give a lot of love and have a lot of love. In the scene, so I don't, you know, haven't ran across any host or anything that that I have heard that you know gave us a rough time or anything. It's always been pretty culture when we come out and do shit. Yeah, you you blew my wig off, uh, even though I was watching virtually and I was not there for the Hollow Wicked show. Um, dude, you yeah, Jay's house. Yeah, you killed it, dude. I don't oh, give a fuck. Here. Thank you. Who <laughs> well was there that said that shit? That sucked. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That shit was so, it was so great to do that. Like, it was a fucking uh, life-changing experience, for real, for real. But that show, like, they had one speaker set up behind me, and I could not hear. All I could hear was, every now and again, I'll hear a backup. And I was just going off my backups. Like, I could not hear the beat, could not hear where I was at in place. And I would try to look to my DJ to kind of, like, try to guide me, and he was fucking lost. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) One speaker off to the side, dude. It was so fucking hard. That's why if you notice, I got about 10 minutes in, maybe 12 minutes in, and then I cut the set because, like, I had no idea what was happening next. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to look like a fool, so I was like, cut the shit. All right, Joe, that's my time because I just could not hear this thing, man. 
But that was awesome to go out there to the JCW show for Hollow Wicked. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, have you watched your performance back since that happened? Yeah, I was surprised how, you know, I was surprised I wasn't fucked up, dude. Like, I was like, that's a miracle right there. Like, that is straight a miracle. It was all right. It was kind of rough. Probably tell a little bit that I couldn't hear. But, man, I was surprised at how long I held up. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't tell anything funky was going on. I, I just well, thought. God. I just thought, well, maybe maybe they had to rush his set because you know they got so many different things going down. Well, I guess the cops showed up was part of the reason. That um, surprised me at all. <laughs> yeah, I guess the music was too loud, which surprised me because I couldn't hear a fucking thing. But <laughs> I guess the music was too loud, and the cops ended up showing up, and they they turned it down more to what it was. So like halfway through my set, it was like nothing. I couldn't fucking hear a thing when it had canceled it then. But yeah. It turned out really dope. It was really cool because who else could say they performed at Jay's front yard? I mean, come on now. That's pretty sweet. Not only that, but to open for fucking ICP, dude, that's a hell of a fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I get yeah. well, op- opening for I, JCW we, slash, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've done, I, I've done ICP at uh, Newport Music Hall and yeah. the Agora. Or no, it was Peabody's in Cleveland. Peabody's in Cleveland. The old shit tour. That oh my. was the first time we got to do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was a t- two-night uh, show in Cleveland. I couldn't tell you the year. Um, we got invited out there and did the second night. It was a Friday night. It was awesome. Yeah, man, that's oh, that's fresh, man. That's like anyone in the underground, dude. That's got to be like you know a dream come true. Oh yeah, it definitely was. Especially in Columbus, because the first time we did it was in Cleveland. Yeah. Which, much love to Cleveland, but I'm from Columbus, you know what I mean? So it was much more, uh, how do you say, it was just a better experience in Columbus, because it was like, we're finally home, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get that. We've been going to these shows since fucking Hell's Pit Tour, it's time to go, you know what I mean? That's how I felt. Man, I'm I'm putting in my bid right now, I want I want you for the Super Bowl performance next year. Fuck whoever the oh, fuck they had. <laughs> Shit, I wish, brother. <laughs> Just try to get me on at the gathering, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, let's get you on the main stage. Right, it's about time, right? They had my homies Menace on the main stage. You remember Menace of Sobriety? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Damn. Shout out to them. They had them on main stage. Those are my boys. Man, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, what was funny was I bought my wife that CD, and she thought it was a different band. So when she put it in, she was like... That's not who I thought it was. I'm like, well, they're good as fuck, and I bought their CD. <laughs> yeah, Menace is awesome. We did, uh, I did a couple tracks with them, uh, that Play of Fire 2. They killed that shit. They, that's all them, you know, I mean, obviously, they're a metal band, but yeah, we, I went to their studio, and we recorded it there. So that's all their shit right there, that Play of Fire 2. Man, if you're ever in Indy and you need a, a studio to record in, I, I got a... I'm just gonna say I got I got a real good deal where you ain't paying fucking fifty bucks an an hour. Let's put it that way. Um, Hell yeah! And it's a DM. I don't know if you heard or if you maybe you played there. And I say that because I haven't been to that many concerts at the Emerson Theater in, in Indianapolis, except maybe when I was younger. But uh, this they just recently revamped the place. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it's an old ass building, probably from the '40s. That's, you know, it's falling apart in different places, but they're patching it up here and there. But uh, oh, now, yeah. now we got a whole green room. And oh, yeah. when there's not a show going on, 
I didn't send my dude up. I'm like, hey, man, I need to go in the green room and record. And he's got all his shit in there. And even if the fucking Emerson Theater were to go out, he still has that room as his green room to record it. So it, that's just that's like. That's dope. I, you I, got semi pictures. Oh, I definitely will. I mean, like, it, it ain't nothing like super impressive, but it's bigger than a closet. Fucking. <laughs> you know. Right, right. I feel it. No, I mean, I definitely, you know, like I said, I, I don't hate on anybody's setup, man, because I've been into some weird positions where. You know, we recorded in a fucking coat room and shit like that, but yeah. it's that mixing and mastering that, you know, the way it sounds afterwards that's got my attention, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I noticed is I was like, when we were recording, I was like, man, my voice sucks. But then when I heard it, I was like, oh, I guess it doesn't suck that bad. The people started going, oh, no, what's it do about it? It was actually pretty good. And I'm like, you're either just saying that because you got love for me to begin with or motherfuckers really mean that. I don't know which one. Right, right. But um, so. man, I know you've been driving through that shit, or you you will be driving through some stuff. I imagine here pretty soon. Yeah, hell yeah, we uh, I, got, I started this uh, <laughs> I started this new job where uh, yeah, so all I fucking do is drive through this bullshit at night. <laughs> I've been in the midst of the the blizzards and and, and, and pulling through where. I take off in a black Silverado and I come back with a white Silverado. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this snow's crazy out here. <laughs> I'm, you're, I'm, in Indiana. you're closer to the water. It's probably even, ain't you? Or no? <laughs> I'm, I'm in Indiana, so we about one state. Well, I don't know we got Chicago, you know, Illinois yeah. on one side, and yeah. Michigan on the other. So, are you it, at the top or the bottom? I'm right in the middle of Indiana, dude. Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. You're probably about the same as us. Yeah, it ain't bad. <laughs> like, if I was in the D right now, I could, like, I would shovel my driveway in my jersey and my hoodie. If I uh, went yeah. to the D, that's probably not going to happen that way. <laughs> because my wife doesn't understand. I get hot easily, dude. So, if I put a coat on, I walk in front of my neighborhood, and fucking, I'm burning up, and I have epilepsy, so I can't, like, I can't take those oh, risks. Damn. Yeah. Damn, how the hell do you go to shows with that shit? My sister's got epilepsy, and every now and then the show bites be knocking her ass out. Uh, somehow the strobes don't do it, dude. I don't know why. That's they just great. don't do it. Even all the goddamn yeah. fireworks of last year's gathering, you would think out of all the shit, that may have done it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, uh, you ever heard of uh, Lethal Injection? Since you're in Indiana? Heard of them. Not heard them, but have heard of them. Yeah, they're my people, too. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're actually in Ohio, uh, but they fat kids from Indiana. You know fat kid, Brian? Yeah. Uh, not. Yeah, they're I think people. so. Check them out, man. They be doing little uh, mini gatherings and shit like that. Uh, Tony's Bar. I can't fucking... Kashakton. That's where they're from. Shocked. I couldn't think of it for a minute. I'm like, where the fuck? I kept wanting to say, like, Silicon for some reason, but it's uh, Kashakton. Those are real good people, man. That's cool, man. I'll, I'll have to definitely check that out. Um, and that's what I'm all about. Like, dude, like someone could say straight, I could swear to God, someone could say to me tomorrow, hey, man, this new dog wants to do an interview with you for free. I'll turn that motherfucker down. Why? Because it's mainstream. I ain't hating on him personally. It's just, that's not what I'm about, man. I'm about getting these underground people that have talent out the ass that some people don't even know about. 
And it's like, oh, yeah. how have you not listened to this motherfucker? It's, you know, it, it, it's just, oh. Uh, it, it, well, well, shit, I appreciate it, man. Well, I know, have you checked out, uh, I'm sure you probably see, but I got the video for Ain't Talking that released. Yes, dude. Of the month. Oh, dude. Hey, crazy on that one. <laughs> how much do you have yeah, to spend I mean, on a video like that? I gotta know that. I mean, you don't have to give me, like, exact money details, but, you know. No, I'll give you the exact money details. It's not as much as you think. To be 100% honest with you, for the cameraman, like, to come out and shoot the video with all, uh, like, the editing and all that shit. Not the props, just to shoot the footage and edit the footage. That right there was 2100 And then Whew. we had a $3,000 budget. $3,000 budget just to uh, get all the other stuff. Like, uh, we rented a chair. We rented all kinds of fucking, uh, or we bought flamethrowers. We rented the chair. We rented the lights. All that shit you seen was rented. <laughs> the mm-hmm. logo, all that shit. So pretty much, you know, you just get your video. Get whoever you're going to shoot the video. And then what we did differently was we set a budget. That was the big difference. Yeah. We said, all right, we paid for the video, but now we need this much money to play with. You know what I'm saying? Well, what what I'm realizing is, man, like just pressing CDs alone, not to mention the videos and everything else, that shit gets costly as fuck. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> From the artwork to everything, man, it's a fucking million dollar business for real, for real. That's why, like, I just like my wife's like, "Are you getting in it to sell shit?" I'm like, "Hell no, I'm giving it to, like give some shit to my homies." You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'd be happy if I sold a CD. I'd be more happy if I were just able to give some shit out to some friends and get other motherfuckers, other motherfuckers that they haven't heard, heard. Like, I want my motherfucking album to be more about the features than about me because I want other motherfuckers out there, goddammit. Is if I can get people in my circle interested, then I know I can get a lot of people interested. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, it's, it's kind of hit or miss with that. Like, for me, I, I try not to get too, like, I came from doing a lot of features. Yeah. Um, like my album packed full of features because I figured, you know, if I if my name ain't getting them, maybe they're, they, these person's name, you know, will help pull and get me some attention, which I realized that does work. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know, I kind of came up with, with this album, I did like a formula. Who is the biggest names that I can get a hold of and work with that are in the scene right now? And that's kind of what I went for. That way, if I pull people in with their names, then they have tracks to check out with just me. You know what I mean? To see what I can offer, what I can deliver, and hopefully turn them into a fan. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so just... That's kind uh, of the route I took on this one, which you don't even want to know the fucking price and the features on that shit. But give me just one second. I got to put you on mute for one second. All right, boss? Oh, you cool, man? One second. Man, I've been telling y'all they're going to be doing this. Y'all didn't listen. I told you all something. They're going to have this interview. Uh-huh. Y'all thought I was playing the whole fucking first year I did my podcast. I know. I know. But we're getting in there. We're getting it. Oh, I can't. Okay. All right. My bad. I'm back. Oh, you're cool, man. 
You know, man, I've been, I've been telling people on my podcast, I want to have an artist interview. I'm going to have this artist interview. And then, I mean, things do fruit trade every now and then, but you know how it gets with schedules and shit. So I'm just honored to have you on here. Uh, you are, aside from Man Man Pondo, is, I guess Hell you could yeah. say as far as entertainment goes, you are the second biggest name I've had on here. But as far as artist goes, you are the biggest name I've had on here. Oh, shit. Well, hell yeah. Accomplishing motherfucking shit over here. <laughs> that's what's up, man. I appreciate that shit to even consider me as a, you know, a serious artist DVD on here. So that's what's up, man. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem, man. I mean, you should be looked at as a serious artist. Uh, you know, I've been watching, I don't know if you, uh, I know you're probably familiar, but with the uh, old singer uh, Selena who died during the, uh, I think it was around the time the O.J. Simpson trial happened. Um, and watching her series of her, you know, coming up as a kid and everything and watching how much dough they're having to drop to go from city to city, fucking people living literally on the road, on the bus. I'm like, that's got to get tiring after a while, man. Just feeling like you have no time except to record, sleep, eat, and fucking move on to the next show. Does it ever feel like that for you, or or is it to that point yet where you're going to like that many states, like you're all over the the freaking U.S. You there, man? Think something happened, guys? Hold on. Sorry about that, guys. We're uh, calling him back. Give me a second. We had an audio drop, if you will. It's probably my bad. Oh, sorry about that. You there? Uh, yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm here. All it's, right, cool. So I didn't hear the last thing you asked me. My bad about that. I forgot, and usually I remember, and I'm not high. <laughs> Maybe if I was smoking, I remember. I don't know. Uh, no, well, I don't know. I, was, <laughs> I I know what it was. It was because um, I was asking about what's it like, you know, during a tour living on the road. Do you feel like you have much time to like fuck around and see shit? Or? Oh my god! Well, there's been two different kind of tour experiences that I've had. So I I went out on the road more. Can you still hear me? Are we good? Oh, I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it like started. I heard myself and fucked me up. All right, so I went out on a. I've been out on the road more with Killer than I have with anybody. Yep. And let me tell you, that that shit is a whole nother world. <laughs> See, Killer loves his fans. So he'll stay out to the show, after the show, until damn near the club is kicking his ass out, right? Yeah. So that, you know, that's fun as fuck. To be out of any, you know, drinking, smoking, hanging with the fans, really getting to connect and shit like that. That's a whole different kind of ball game. When, like, I went out on tour with Boondocks and Cottonmouth Kings, but I was driving Boondocks. So I was more with Boondocks and Cottonmouth. Yeah. So, like, those are, like, the two major tour experiences I've, I've had. So, with Boondocks, it's more of play the show, get packed up, go straight back to the hotel. So, yeah. you, get, you can kind of take that in two different ways. You could be the artist that just goes back to the hotel. Or you could be like, fuck yeah, we could take the van out and party. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you also don't want to have that hangover in the next day if you're trying to go up on stage. 
<laughs> right, right. Killer, uh, I let me focus more. The biggest tour I've been on was the drive-by tour, and that was fucking awesome. We went to New York, uh, Rhode Island, you know, states like that that I'd never thought of ever fucking be at. And, you know, playing that shit was awesome. You get a lot, I mean, it kind of depends on who you're rolling with. If, uh, you get to experience a lot of, like, sightseeing and shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like, been, uh, I've been to Vegas with Killa. We did a show in, uh, fuck, where was it? It was Reno, Nevada, and then we did an actual show in Las Vegas, Nevada. I just can't remember the club. But, um, you know, I didn't even get to go to the strip. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It depends on your time and shit like that. But there was a day when we went with Boondocks, me and Ken. Uh, shout out to Kendo. Uh, we and him went out with Boondocks. And, you know, after on our days off, Boondocks didn't really want to do anything. We kind of just kicking at the hotel. So we went to the mall, man. We fucking rode roller coasters. <laughs> went to a lot of houses and just shopped the mall and shit like that. So on the road, you can experience a lot of shit, man. But it just depends on who you're rolling with. Yeah, I feel you, man. You know, yeah. Go get your first tour. Ah, uh, shit! If I can get on a tour, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I'm taking it day by day, man. Like, I last year, if you would have said, "Hey, man, are you ever gonna make a, a, a recorded album or a song?" I'm like, "Fuck no! I'm too scared to do that shit." But yeah. now I'm like, I know I can do it. I mean, I don't know if I could perform on stage yet. Because I feel like right now I get up there and I'd stumble over myself. Um, which I know that's got to be a lot different being on stage the first time versus just, you know, recording it. You got yeah. people in front of you. You got, you can't go, oh, I fucked up. Let's go back and, you know. <laughs> right, right. Where is in the studio, he's like, oh, you kind of fucked up on that part. That's cool. We'll re-record it, you know. Um, yeah, there ain't no re- Ain't no retakes on the stage, man. <laughs> nope, sure as fuck ain't. Um, but uh, I'm at last last show I went to. Uh, funny enough, was at the Emerson, which is where the studio was. I was talking about, and it was killer. Yeah. And I didn't realize he had noticed it. I was kind of hoping he would. I have the giant. I don't know if you've seen those giant blow up dinosaur costumes, like you get inside of it. It has a fan inside of it and stuff. Oh shit. Dude, I had to, I was rocking that at the show. They was, one rapper got mad, dude. Uh, I can't remember his name. Even if I could, I don't want to mention it because I don't want to piss him off. I wasn't trying to take away his uh, his shine, if you will. But I'm out on the other side of the barricade out there looking at the crowd because I was helping host it in my dino outfit. They stopped chanting his name and they started chanting my T-Hex name. Oh, yeah. They like, we want the dinosaur. And the guy goes, I'm not a fucking dinosaur. I'm like, damn, dude, we was trying to piss you off. They just like me. Fuck. <laughs> but Killer said that shit was funny as hell. I was like, well, I hope I didn't take away from the show or nothing. He goes, no, man, that just added to the experience. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, really awesome shit like that. I mean, coming from fucking that you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I love that. Any man that, now any chance I get to bust out that dinosaur at any show, I don't give a fuck what it is. I will go. To, I rocked it the whole show because it was winter time, so I ain't get hot in that bitch. Oh yeah. 
So yeah, I rocked that thing the whole show, man. That was that was the shit. It, although it kind of sucked experiencing it that way because I can only see out of this little window. So I'm like kind of watching Killer's performance through a little window inside of a suit. Hell yeah! <laughs> that was a little was a little uh, different, but um, no, it was uh, it was the shit. And then the fact that I came up out the green room and I looked to my right. And, like, you know, the whole building's, like, abandoned, pretty much, except for who's left in the green room, and, like, all the other herbs are packed up. Killer just came out in from outside doing the autographs. I look over, I'm like, what's up, Killer? He's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, shit, COVID. So, I'm like, hold up, man. Let my mask on first before I say anything to you. He's like, man, Juggalos don't die. I'm like, I know, but I'm the last one that's trying to cough on an artist or fucking something like that, you know? But, uh... Yeah, Killer was always like that, man. He's always really cool, laid back. Um, like you said, different different artists are different ways. Like, uh, I've been told, I don't know if it's true, I've been told that both Jamie and uh, Boondocks are actual germaphobes, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I remember seeing Jamie plow through. We were, there was a signing at like a, a Fangora event or something like that whatever they call those uh fright fest it was a fright fest that motherfucker ran through the crowd of people like they were the aged and he was trying to escape the shit <laughs> i swear to fuck yeah it was like see you all later it's really cool hanging out see you all later <laughs> gotta go <laughs> he was gone <laughs> that's funny i think paul's having trouble catching up with him but um yeah, Twisted's like, that's, that's what Twisted is. Uh, they're kind of one of those artists, like, you know, the show's over, okay, they're on the butt. I feel like I should be that way, too, definitely. Well, when you get that big, I think you probably got to be in some manner. Because... Yeah, in some way, yeah. Because, you know, when you stop to show love to a couple of them, there's, you know, it, it's hard because then other people's like, well, fuck, let me get, you know, then 10 turns to 20 to 50 to, to 75, and it's like, damn, dog, I really just want to get the sweaty-ass clothes off my back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I don't think that, you know, it's not that they think they're too good or anything like that. It's just one of those things where it's like, after you work, do you really want to hang out with somebody or you want to get their clothes off your back first? You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like me working a shift at a restaurant washing dishes all night and then me getting home and 50 people want autographs or some shit. Yeah. Right. You got fucking face paint running you're sweaty. You think, yeah, it's just, I can imagine just wanting to get that shit off first before really seeing anybody. Yeah, that was one of the first things Killer did when he came back inside. He's like, hold up, I got to go to the bathroom and get this shit off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you going to use that nasty-ass little tiny seam to get that shit off your face? I thought he I thought he had, like, a whole uh, bus. I don't know why I thought that. But, uh, I don't know. He always puts on a good show. Um, but, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been different for music this year because I feel like more artists have had more opportunities to make music because they're at home. Or they may have a studio they have access to or they have a studio in their house. And we're getting artists with multiple records out this year versus, like, one, you know. I mean, right. fuck, what, Twist is released. I feel like they've released two over the last two years. Yeah, I believe so. And uh, that normally would not be happening that quickly. So, uh, and I don't know if you thought, feel like you've amped up your your releases since COVID like first hit, if you feel like that's giving you more of an opportunity to be able, be able to record more or anything or, or what oh, have yeah. you. Hell yeah. 
got Ugly Duckling done. We shot a video for it. Did a couple other like lyric videos and shit like that for it. Yeah. And now I'm about four songs in on the next one. Isn't that nuts, man? Like, the, uh, it usually takes about two years to do a record. I know. We did this in like seven months. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have mine in like three months, dude. And I don't even know what my other songs are gonna be like. I, do you try to like make all your songs like tie in? What I mean by that is like, are they roughly about like you know a couple different subjects? Because my wife's like, are you going to do happy? Are you going to do angry songs? Are you going to do the serial killing shit? I'm like, right now I'm all over the map. I might have a what? song about hiding a body one day and the next song's about getting high in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I just grab up a lot of beats and then just start writing and then kind of, like like for the Ugly Duckling, because it's different at almost every album, I say, at least for me. But with Ugly Duckling, I knew what I was going to do. I was wanting uh, to make the CD kind of just state and like, you know, basically tell the story of the ugly duckling. Like, I feel there's a lot of motherfuckers just right past me showing me out this and that. And, and, and that's why I did the ugly duckling. So I grabbed a bunch of beats, new idea, like I wanted to say. So I think at one point I knew there was going to be like 12 to 15 tracks. Okay. So I didn't really go with like, well, Let's make some happy. Let's make some sad. It was just kind of like, let's just fucking record and then we'll see what's up. But behind every song, I threw in the ideas that tied in the Ugly Duckling story. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, so like, what, like the single Ain't Talking, obviously that says a lot of what I wanted to say just in one song, like for the whole record. Yeah, it really does. But, yeah. But like, you know, there's other hints in there that kind of, you know, like uh, Freak Bitch. Or, I'm sorry, Freak Bitch, not Freak. Talk about boondocks. Uh, hate bitch. Uh, there's, you know, there's even more. Because, like, that's a party trick. You wouldn't even think that I'm trying to say anything involving the ugly duckling or anything around that. And that's all. But then it starts to tie towards the end of the verse. It's like, ah, motherfucker, the ugly duckling's sneaking back. You see what I'm saying? So it's just shit like that. Yeah. You know, unless you go in, like, I guess if you want to do a theme album, then you can tie every fucking song and shit like that into it and really tell the whole story throughout the album. That seems to be like how Buckshot goes. He real. I mean, it's like it's like he's telling you a horror movie, you know. And yeah. every it's like every uh, every song is a different chapter in that in that movie. Um, it, 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 I don't know. I mean, his style is 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 unique to me in the fact that he doesn't have to speed rap, but. He still raps like way faster than I do. I probably ever could want to. <laughs> and you rap pretty fast too. Uh, now, if we wanted to, we could start talking about Chris Calico. That's a whole nother level of speed rapping there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that chopping shit. I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't even repeat text shit, dude. I just can't go at that rate. Um, right. But uh, yeah, man, it. it the thing about you don't see you don't get that shit in the mainstream, man. You don't get like the messages in the songs anymore. Like you know, well NWA back in that shit meant something back in the day, and yeah, now it's just like kids hear it and it, oh, it's a cool beat to bump or whatever. And like no, that they were talking about what they were seeing outside of their own fucking door at night and shit like that, what they've been through, and yeah. uh, that's why I feel like music should be. 
the experiences you've had, maybe the experiences you want to have, what you have been through, what you haven't been through. Um, right. Well, but, you know, as, you know, with music, everything is fucking. The attention span of the listener has became so short, and that's why motherfuckers ain't even doing sixteen bars no more. They're doing twelve bar verses and shit like that, just to you know make the song shorter so that way people will listen to that shit. That's what I hate. I hate how fucking. You know, used to have a good song and it'd be three or four minutes long. Now, motherfucking songs are two minutes and 30 seconds. Like, what the fuck? That's what my producer told me. He's like, dude, you know, most songs at most are like three minutes now. Like, damn. Maybe I just. It's not even. It's not even, dude. Most fucking songs nowadays, like, I'm not necessarily talking about on the radio. I'm talking about even, like, uh, I don't. Like, for example, I love Golden BSB and fucking. I don't know if you heard of those cats from oh, Canada. Lo- yeah. Almost every one of their songs is like two minutes long, 30 seconds. That's it. It's just like, damn, guys, give me another fucking, you know, another bridge, another fucking something. Damn. Another verse. Something. <laughs> right. I'll be just getting into it, figuring out the words and the motherfucking songs. Yep. That's how I felt like it was when I recorded my first track. I was like, all right, I definitely, I liked it, but I'm like, all right, I got enough to make the next one longer. Hell, I'm going to try to make a five-minute one. Yeah, it's definitely good if you want to just do a couple, you know, a couple uh, verses, have a little hitter, whatever you want to call it, but it really sucks when you think about it, (laughs) because, like, when I get a track from, uh, well, I guess ICP don't really stick to that, do they? They kind of still tell You'll listen to their song all the way through anyways. (laughs) No, they don't. (laughs) But all the other cats, man, they fucking... They're catching on to that shit. Let's make a fucking 12-bar verse, bro. A hook, and then we'll end it. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, that is, it's crazy, man. I, I remember back in the 90s, too, and rock bands admitted this later on, that their their producers would be like, all right, all you got to do is make one hit, and the rest of the album can be shit, and it doesn't matter. Because people are going to buy it for yeah. that song. And I want to go back and slap yeah. those rock bands and be like, you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you sold out bitches. Yeah, well, that's how it used to be because music used to be hard to get a hold of. Now, my fucking streaming, you can listen to a whole album without even actually having to pay for that bitch. That's, that's where it's fucked. When back in the 90s, though, like you said, you could do one hit on an album and that motherfucking album would sell because that was the only way to get the shit. Yup. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's different now because now you can just go, well, shit, since Naps, we can go way beyond that. We can go to Apple, iTunes, and shit. Yep. From when you could purchase one track, that changed the game right there. Yep, sure did, man. But hey, boss, I'm gonna hate this, but you gotta wrap up here in a second. Um, fucking shit, my bad. Go ahead. If you have anything else, I still I got a second though. Uh, I, that, I'm gonna that, rush off right now. You know what I mean? That, that's that's probably good, man. Uh, I probably gotta get downstairs and eat something myself. Come to think of it, but uh. I oh, really, shit, what you about to slam on? Uh, you got like something for me? <laughs> shit, I got like frozen food that's probably not good for my body. I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, that's okay. I get paid tomorrow. I get to eat some uh, munchies after I smoke some. So that's always Hell good yeah, to have in this. Man, whatever. If, if I make it to where you are, you make it to where I am, one way or the other, man, one day we'll hang out and we'll kick it for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you, man. Uh, y'all need to go out and listen to this. Y'all need to go get that ugly duckling, man. Ugly duckling, excuse me. Uh, that shit's popping. 
That's right. Go get it right now. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you on the pot. You're done taking this shit. Wipe your ass and go get that shit. All right. Oh, yeah. Much love. T-Hex out this bitch.